0: Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Here's the podcast for the Jeremiah Johnston Show. And don't forget, you can also listen live across the Faith Radio Network Saturdays at 11 a.m. Central or 12 Eastern for the entire hour. And if you want your question read on the live show, go ahead and send it to me at www.askjjj.com. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Jeremiah Johnston Show, combining cutting-edge biblical scholarship with meaningful, thought-provoking discussions and practical answers to your questions. It's time to own your faith and be a Christian thinker with our host, author, Bible scholar, apologist, and president of the Christian Thinker Society, Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. And we do welcome you back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I am Jeremiah. Aren't you ready to be equipped and encouraged to have a faith that is immediately ready when you have an unanswered question? Ready for this? To go to God's Word instead of Google. So often in our Christian life, we've all been there. We get at a fork in the road. We have a difficult decision to make. And for whatever reason, we've been programmed to go to Google instead of God's Word. Well, This program is all about equipping you and resourcing you to do what the Bible says in Jude 3. It's my favorite passage in the Greek New Testament. It's an interesting Greek word. It's kind of fun to say, epigenesimai. That's right. You can even try it if you're driving down the road listening to us right now on the Faith Radio Network. Epigenesimai. It takes so many English words to to translate what it says in Jude 3. It just means that we are to be a contender for the faith. But far too many believers are on the retreat instead of the offensive. And I want to encourage you today to have a thinking faith that encourages you to be a contender. And I'm praying that today's program will inspire you to be a Christian thinker by helping you answer those difficult questions, drawing you into God's Word. Not Google for the answer. Today we've got a great program. I don't want you to touch the dial. I want to welcome those of you who are joining us from across the 15 station network of Faith Radio Network, but so many believers and new friends and seekers and those with crest questions who are joining us through the Faith Radio app be sure and download the app and then many of you who are joining us right now just listening at myfaithradio.com or christianthinkers.com it's a blessing to have you we have a very special guest on the other side of the break we're going to jump right into your questions so go ahead and go ahead and get on the lines it's 8779332484 that's 8779332484 you're going to immediately notice the scottish brogue of our wonderful guest Sheila Walsh. God is using her in a powerful, powerful way, and we're one of the first programs uh, that's blessed to have her discuss her brand new book. It's not even out yet. It comes out in just a few weeks. It's called It's Okay Not to Be Okay. We're going to have a fantastic conversation. I've read the book. It's absolutely tremendous. There's so many deep spiritual principles that coincide and really points of tangency with this program about answering those unanswered questions in those difficult moments. So, thank you for joining us for the Jeremiah Johnston program. Stay with us in 90 seconds. Sheila Walsh is going to be joining us live. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I want to give an appropriate introduction for our guest today. Sheila Walsh is a powerful communicator of God's Word, Bible teacher, best-selling author. Over five million of her books are in print. I have an entire Sheila Walsh library on my shelf here in my home library. Uh, But Sheila Walsh is joining us live from Dallas, Texas, I believe. Sheila, say hello to the Faith Radio Network audience.
1: Hi, Jeremiah. It's such a joy to join you. I love you. I love Audrey. I love your whole family.
0: <laughs> well, we love you, too. And uh, I've had the privilege to hear Sheila all over the country at different conferences, and it never ceases to amaze me, Sheila, how you just know how to connect with an audience because you're so authentic. And I think that is, that's what I crave in my Christian journey today. We've seen a lot of the fake stuff out there, and what I love about you and your ministry Not only the faithfulness that you continue to show to your calling, but you're so authentic, you're so real. And that is why you connect with audiences. And that's why I know today every single person who's tuning in is going to be blessed uh, to hear your story and to hear about this new journey that you've been on with this brand new book that's coming out. So thank you for joining us. I want to jump right in, friends. uh, Sheila Walsh um, is a prolific author. She is a prolific writer because she is also an incredible reader. She knows how to, she's so well-read. I'm just amazed at how articulate she is and conversant she is in the things of the Christian life. You've also seen her probably on Life Today. She teaches Wednesdays in the Word. She's a regular host with James Robeson on the Life Today television network. and. What I love about you, Sheila, is you just have your pulse not only on what's happening here in North America, but on what the Church of Jesus Christ is doing across the world. So thank you so much for joining us again. Friends, our lines are open. I want to hear from you, 877-933-2484, or you can text in your questions. I've already had several texted in since the program began. You can go to askjjj.com. Sheila, I have your book, It's Okay Not to Be Okay. (laughs) And can you just start right now and Tell us about the title. There's so much out there about self-help, but this book really pivots away from that, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think the last thing we need is self-help. What we need is God help. And one of the things I've noticed um, as I've traveled around the world is somehow in Western Christianity, we're so me-focused, you know, on what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, and how could I be better, and what will bless me, as opposed to Christ-focused. And so, one of the things I wanted to say in this book is, look, you can spend the rest of your life trying to to dot every you know uh, i and cross every t and be the best Christian, or you can spend your life passionately following Christ, who has said it is finished, you know that the work is complete in him. So I just I really want to encourage men and women to to take a shift from staring at ourselves in the mirror and instead, Staying our hope in the word of God and in the and in the face of Jesus Christ.
0: I just I, I love that because, you know, today we live in a society. So many of the unanswered questions I receive are people who don't think they measure up. They're measuring right. themselves against someone else's highlight reel on social media. And I I really feel like this book was a step of faith for you in many ways, because you're talking about those moments of tension. And I want to quote you from page one eighty eight. Of It's Okay Not to Be Okay. And I want to encourage you right now to pre order this book at Amazon.com. It's Okay Not to Be Okay. Sheila, you write, and I quote, it's easy to believe and take the next step when things are going well. But when you find yourself stuck between, get this, who you used to be and who you want to be in Christ, it can be a spiritual battle. Tell us about. Really, that tension moment, and what this book says to those are those people who are who are sensing that tension right now
1: and honestly, generally, I sense it in myself. I mean, I had a moment just the other day when um, we 've had a very busy schedule recently, and I took an afternoon out to go see a movie, and it was pretty abandoned in the movie theater, just a couple of other people and because our son is just settling into his final year at texas a and m I had my phone on dim, but I just I saw a text come in, and I quickly looked at it. And the only other guy in the movie theater yelled at me and told me to, to turn that down, that, you know, I was going against all the rules. And I apologized. And, but then he went on. And here's what shocked me, Jeremiah. I found myself wanting to respond in kind to him. I wanted to tell him, listen, dude, I'm trying mm-hmm. to see if my son's doing okay here. And I, I actually left the movie early and I sat in my car. And I found myself weeping because I thought, Lord, after I'm, I gave my life to Christ when I was 11, I'm now 62. That's 51 years of the faithfulness of God. But I still contend with my human frailty. And I thought, I did not represent Christ to that man. I could have been anybody who bumped into in the street that was going to bump him back. Mm. That's what I'm talking about, this fighting for our faith. Not just saying, well, that's just how we are. We're human. I don't want to be like that. I want to be somebody who contends for my faith and continually, daily, wants to become more like Christ.
0: I love this, and I love how succinct you are and how you have this ability to give such fresh take. I mean, here you are, Sheila. We all look up to you. You have this powerful ministry, and yet even you have those moments where it's okay not to be okay, right? Right
1: do. But it's like, what I'm learning is, I'm learning that um, I can grieve the Holy Spirit in a moment. And rather than just letting it go, to find, you know, to immediately get down on my knees and say, you know, Father, forgive me for allowing my humanity to be more present than being aware that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We are living in a very angry, broken culture. There's never been a better day to be the fragrance of Christ to a broken world.
0: I love that. And again, our guest today, if you're joining us just now, wherever you're listening on the Faith Radio Network, is international Bible teacher, amazing Christian thinker, Sheila Walsh. And we're discussing her brand-new book. It's not even out yet. It's Okay Not to Be Okay. I want to encourage you to get this book in your library. Um, Sheila, I've got another question for you because so many of the questions that we receive, and in fact, I I have a question here I want to ask you. It really is in the whole theodicy, the whole problem of evil that uh, Brian has just texted in to us here at Faith Radio. He asks, how can I see God's plan in my life? if it feels like it has been such a miserable experience. This is a much longer text that Brian has. has, And, Brian, thank you for the courage to ask this question. There's a lot more context, but we only have time for me to give you this question. He really wants to know, and I feel like your book speaks to this. I feel like this is your DNA to speak to this question. I'd rather you answer it, Sheila. How can he see God's plan when he feels like his life has been a miserable existence?
1: I, I think that's a fantastic and very honest question. And what I would say is, you know, when I study the life of someone in the Old Testament like Joseph, you know, here you have this young guy who understands that he has a special plan, that God has has chosen him for a very unique destiny, and then everything goes wrong. He's betrayed, he's sold into slavery, he ends up in prison. But the interesting thing, two things you notice from that story, from my reading, is that at every horrible turn... You read the simple phrase, and God was with him. And the Mm. other thing that you notice is that his circumstances do not change his character. He continues to serve and to be the, the man that God has created him to be. And at the very end of the story, I mean, he knew when he was 17, 18, he was chosen. He was 38 before that became a reality. And he was able to look into the eyes of his brothers and say, yeah, you did intend this for evil, But God intended it for good. So my basic bottom line answer would be we either believe that God is sovereign, that he is in control, that circumstances do not dictate whether God is with us or not. Mm. When we look at our circumstances, we can be very discouraged. But I just want to say to you, brother, God is with you. And if you will offer the broken pieces of your life to him, it will be amazing to see what God will do in and then through you.
0: Mm -hmm. Such a great word for Brian and for so many who are listening right now and receiving that wonderful truth for that answer of what do I do when I feel like my life's been a miserable experience. Uh, We only have about 60 seconds left, uh, but Sheila, I want you to just give us a preview and then we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this important topic. It actually comes from chapter eight of your, excuse me, seven, celebrate your scars as tattoos of triumph. What do you mean by that?
1: You know, so often we see the things that have marked us internally or externally as things that we should hide from the world. But if Christ, our Savior and Lord, chose to rise with his scars, why should we be ashamed of ours?
0: Mm, I love that. It kind of reminds me of what the Apostle Paul said, I bear on my body the marks of Jesus Christ. And these were really moments of triumph, of his faith actually standing the test, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. God tells his story in Scars.
0: Well, friends, I have a question that I've been wanting to ask Sheila, and I want you to stay tuned for that. we have a 90-second break that we're just walking into right now. You're going to hear the music in a moment. But what I'm going to be asking Sheila in our next segment is a question that I ask every single guest who comes on this program, The Jeremiah Johnston Show, is what have you personally – dealt with is the most difficult unanswered question in your own faith journey perhaps uh, perhaps you've already answered that question or perhaps you're seeking an answer to it right now i want you to stay with us here on the show because we're going to get into that we're going to continue to answer your questions those of you that are calling in and those of you that are also texting questions it's so great to have you with us on the jeremiah johnson show don't turn the dial sheila stays with us after this 90 second break Welcome back to the program, the Jeremiah Johnston Show, and this is the program that equips you to be a contender for the faith. And our aim is to show that questions are good as long as answers are sincerely being pursued. And friends, you know, Jesus had a lot of questions when you opened the Gospels. That's what I love about Jesus. And in our Power Teaching segment, in a few moments, we're going to be discussing the power of a question have you noticed that people respond so much better to a question than an assertion we're going to be discussing that at the end of our program today but joining us right now for those of you that are just tuning in is Sheila Walsh international bible teacher incredible author of new york times best selling author an all-around amazing Christian leader, someone that I've had the privilege to minister with across the country, and I've seen her minister all over the world. Sheila, it's so great to have you back with us. Thank you for sticking around. I want to ask you more about Chapter 7. Uh, You discuss in this chapter that somebody wrote a Facebook comment, I pray that one day I can be the fearless, godly woman you are. Will you tell the audience how you responded to that Facebook comment?
1: I mean, when I read it, you know, I smiled. And I so wished that rather than just writing a response to her, I could sit down with her. And I thought, how do I even begin to share, you know, the story of, of my life? You know, does it is it told in photographs? You know, I have one when I'm smiling before my father committed suicide. Then I have one after his suicide, and my, I'm a little more drawn back from people. You know, and is, do our, is our story told in scars? But basically, it was... Dealing with the fact that there's so many things in life that I would have chosen differently. I I struggled for years understanding why, when my dad was a good, godly man, which was rare in Scotland in those days, with less than 2% of our population go Mm. to church, that he would have this massive brain aneurysm, that it would change his personality, and ultimately he would take his own life. Mm. And the last time my father ever looked in my eyes, it was with such hatred and I grew up believing internally that there was something wrong with me. And when my life fell apart in my mid-30s, and I ended up in a psych hospital, it, again, it was, Lord, why? And kind of like Paul, you know, when Paul had so many amazing experiences with Christ, but then he would say, you know, Second Corinthians 12 talks about him saying, Lord, why can't you take away this thing? And we don't know what it was, this thorn in the flesh. And yet, his Christ response... Is, you know, my grace is mm. sufficient. But then he goes on to say, my power is made perfect. And the very thing you wish I would take away is where you're going to see my power shine.
0: Wow, that is so good. And you know, I appreciate your transparency, Sheila. Again, friends, our number is 877-933-2484, or you can text 877-933-2484, your question for Sheila. Uh, we're discussing a lot of things. We're actually, this is a general practitioner session. We're not only talking about her new book, It's Okay Not to Be Okay, but we're discussing your questions live on the Faith Radio Network right now. Uh, Peggy just texted in a question uh, and I want to read it to you exactly as she wrote it, Sheila. She said, Sheila, how do I help my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? And and Peggy, I understand this question because I have a lot of people that come up to me that have a question about their friend. Uh, so even if this question is about you, that's okay, sister. How do I help my fellow brothers or sisters in Christ bear up under a deluge of trial and understand the good of it? Sheila, how would you respond to that?
1: I would think that's, honestly, Peggy, that's one of the questions that you would hear from the lips of believers all around the world and and i think one of the things that really helps me is is understanding the whole thing about maturing in christ you know when we begin our journey with christ often it's the journey seems easier you know words seem to spring off the page of god's word and it's easy to pray but as we go on i find that we have to to choose to fight for a faith that is worth dying for and, and Paul talked about the fact that, you know, he had gone through so much, so much heartache. He'd been stoned and left for dead. And yet he said that he fixed his eyes not on what could be seen, because that's temporary. You know, you and I are going through things that are difficult right now, but they have a sell-by date. Mm. And, and for me, he set his eyes on what was eternal, because that will last forever. That's why I think we need one another, Peggy. We need community. We need to be able to pray for one another, encourage each other, and remind each other these things are temporary, but we have a hope in Christ that will not
0: disappoint. I love that, Sheila, and um, I think that's a great segue into the next question that I have for you. Sheila, I want to ask you about a little bit more about Chapter 2 in your book. Admit that you are stuck and struggling. And I just want to speak for a moment. So many Christians allow that unanswered question. And I'm speaking to people of faith right now, people that have been Christians a long time. You get into this moment that Peggy was just discussing in her question and that Sheila was answering. And you allow this unanswered question to cause spiritual paralysis in your life. And you get stuck and you don't even know who to communicate that you're struggling to with you don't know who you can go to and i re- i always want to remind you of 2 Corinthians Chapter one, verse eight, the Apostle Paul says something so dynamic, because why is it that when we go to church, we have to be perfect? I mean, we've got to have every hair in place. You know, if you're bringing kids, they've got to be just great. Uh, and we're afraid someone's going to judge us. And, you know, we just have to have the victory all the time. If you listen to certain uh, Bible teachers and yet Paul says something dramatic and powerful in verse eight, he says, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be unaware of the affliction that i faced in asia we were pressed beyond measure and he goes on to share several reasons Several ways in which this affliction was coming on him. And what does he write to the Corinthian church? He doesn't want them to be unaware of the struggle that he's facing. Isn't that powerful? He wants the believers to struggle with him. That is the power of the Christian life. And when we talk about the ordinances of the church, like the Lord's Supper, we believe together. We trust together, and yes, indeed, we even suffer together. And I want you to just give permission right now, Sheila. This is a very important moment. And, Sheila, you're speaking now over 15 different radio programs. There's a lot of moms who are tuning in. Perhaps they're single moms. Uh, They don't even know where to begin. They can't get out of this paralysis they're facing in this situation, and they almost feel like it's a sin for them to say something to God. And, you know, I always say something, Sheila, you know, God's a big boy. (laughs) You know what I mean? God's God can take it. God's a big boy, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I want you to talk about the fact I want you to give people permission. Is it okay to admit you're struggling? Is that the first step? Is that the obvious first step if you're struggling to be able to speak it and talk about it and find help?
1: I honestly believe to the level that we are willing to have a gut level honest conversation with god that is an indication of how much we trust him if god is not big enough to handle our questions our anger our fear then the god we are serving is not the god of the bible if you even look at the book of job when he absolutely laments the day he was born wishes god would blot out the prophet jeremiah so many of them and those are the people that that god at the very end of the book of job God says to Job, the only way I'm going to forgive your friends who give you all this terrible advice is if you pray for them. Because Job did what was right in the sight of the Lord. He spoke the truth. God is a God who can handle all our emotions. We go to church on Sunday and we drag our baggage in and we sit there and we raise our hands and we sing our songs and we drag our baggage back home. That is not the life that Christ has invited us into. And I honestly believe, even sit down and write God a letter, tell him everything. And then once you've poured your heart out, bury your face in the mane of the Lion of Judah, who loves you as you are. Mm
0: -hmm. Friends, just let that truth sink in for a moment. What a powerful question, not only for Peggy, but for single moms and people that are listening across the network right now. Sheila, that was a powerful statement to the measure that you're able to speak freely to God is exactly commensurate. It mirrors your trust in God. I think that that is such a powerful statement. Let that sink in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to Sheila Walsh. I want to encourage you to connect with her on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And while we're doing that plug, definitely subscribe to the Jeremiah Johnston Show podcast. And be sure and give us a review. Thanks for everybody who's leaving us reviews on the podcast. Um, This is definitely a program that can be used well on demand. It can be used in Bible study settings. And so I want to just encourage you to subscribe and just to continue to join this journey with us. Sheila has time to stay with us for one more segment. And I wanted to get to Peggy's question. And so on the other side of this 90-second break, I'm going to be asking my question to Sheila Walsh. What's the most difficult question you personally uh, have struggled through in your Christian life? And we're going to hear what this great Bible teacher has to say to us. And don't forget to call in with your question, 877-933-2484. See you on the other side of this break. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. And this is that program where we show that, uh, hey, people are hungry for true conversations about things that really matter. And the Jeremiah Johnston Show, it's all about addressing questions that are rarely discussed in the church. I mean, we've heard already uh, just in snippets about Sheila Walsh sharing her testimony of a father who tragically took his life and how Sheila came out of really the ashes of that very difficult situation and she did not let that define her she sensed a calling from almighty god and she walked forward in faith um, sheila can you tell us for a moment and thank you so much for joining us here on the program will you tell us about your calling from god i have so many questions uh that come in and there are long comments actually of people that are struggling wondering to know if they're called to ministry can you tell us about your moment of calling and how you knew that god was calling you to a greater purpose for his glory
1: Yeah, I would love to. I remember when I I gave my life to Christ when I was 11, but when I was 16, a little church in our small little fishing town on the west coast of Scotland had a movie that was depicting the life of Christ. And when it came to the crucifixion scene, I became completely undone. I couldn't, I mean, all my friends were going out for coffee and I couldn't. I went by myself and I walked down the beach and I found myself sobbing. The fact that that Christ would give everything for people who were standing there mocking him and didn't even care. And I remember that night getting down on the sand on a very cold Scottish beach and saying, Lord, I don't know what this means, but wherever you want to take me, I'm, I'm yours. I'm all in until it's all over. And that's why I went to seminary when I was 19. I thought God was calling me to be a missionary in India, um, and God redirected my steps. But it was that moment when I was 16 when I thought, if Christ, who had everything, would come to people who would give him nothing and give his all, then I'm all in for him until he takes me home.
0: Sheila, that, that leads me. If you don't mind, I want to just drill down a little deeper in that. That is such a great answer. Um, I, I just wrote a book called Unimaginable, What Our World Would Be Like Without Christianity. And I love of the that things, book. I love uh, that book. Thank you. The only reason I bring it up is one of the questions that I grappled with in the book was so many people go into atheism because of a broken relationship with their fathers. I mean, you can check this out in my book. We cite it uh, thoroughly uh, in the back. But, how did you not allow what, because I know you, one time you had a very close relationship with your father before this medical crisis that ultimately led to despair. How did you not allow the broken relationship with your dad? Because, Sheila, you're, you're talking to people right now who their parents committed suicide uh, or someone close to them completed suicide. How did you not allow uh, that difficult situation with your dad to reflect poorly on God the Father and his love for you?
1: Well, unfortunately, Jeremiah, I did allow it to. I mean, I remember the night when I gave my life to Christ at 11. And I remember my mom saying, Sheila, not only is Jesus Christ your Savior and you get to make him Lord, you have a heavenly Father watching over you. And I remember clearly thinking, wow, I've got one more chance to get it right. Whatever my earthly Father saw in me, my heavenly Father will never see in me. I will be the perfect Christian if it kills me. And it almost did. So until I was in my mid-30s, even though I was all-in for God. I was all-in from a very broken place. I thought, you know, I need to show God I'll never let him down so that he will never stop loving me. And it was only when my life crashed at 30, and I ended up sobbing on the floor of a psych hospital. And I said to God, I cannot do this anymore. I heard him say, I know, and I'm waiting.
0: Mm thank you so much for answering i know right now the holy spirit's using that answer to really speak to someone's heart Uh, we actually have a caller from minneapolis calling right now al you're live on the jeremiah johnston show with sheila walsh what is your question today
1: thank you sheila for being so honest and uh i want to ask you how did you cope with your dad's suicide and even to today is there any um, challenges that linger with you because of it and Doctor Johnson, I've heard you speak, and I want to know if a person commits suicide, can they go to heaven? Hmm. Well, can I just answer the, the first part of that? Um, I struggled with it for many, many years, and honestly, one of the things I've talked about in other uh, other writings is that I have struggled with suicidal thoughts all my life. It has been the first time I tried to kill myself. I was 18 years old, and I was a seminary student. You know, and And the only thing that has saved me through the years is the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of the Lord. You know, so often we know that um, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I think we think that's just a one-time thing for our salvation. And in that context, it is. But in my darkest moments... I have called on the name of the Lord, and he continues to be my salvation. And in my understanding, and I'll let Jeremiah answer the rest of this, the only reason a person would go to hell is if they refuse the finished work of Christ and resist the Holy Spirit. Mm
0: -hmm. Sheila, I can't add anything to that because that's exactly what the Word of God says. Read Romans 8. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in jesus christ and al i do thank you for your call from minneapolis i want to get to the next caller chris who's calling from houston but let me just say in our unanswered book bible study and video series uh, in fact you can watch me talking to sheila about this very thing on her program life today on wednesdays next wednesday on wednesdays in the word the number one question that we've received at christian thinker society is this whole question of suicide in the christian life and there is Nothing that can separate you from the love of Christ. Certainly, suicide is not a way out. Uh, There is a great body of literature of uh, just the difficulty it brings to not only immediate family members, but generations of family members. However, the fact remains, and as a Bible scholar, I have to speak to this issue, there are Christians who take their life. And friends, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. And Al brings up a question because there is a branch of the church. Uh, that simply just misinforms people that suicide is the unpardonable sin. And, friends, that is not right. That is not reflected in Scripture. So, so much more I say about that in my chapter on Church of Invisible Diseases and Unanswered. Be sure and pick that up at ChristianThinkers.com. Chris, thank you for holding from Houston, Texas. You're on with Sheila Walsh on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. What What is your question for us?
1: Well, thank you, Jeremiah. And, Sheila, I just want to thank you your honesty. I've followed you for many years um, in the ministry, and thanks for putting this book out there. And my question to you today is, you know, I'm approaching my 60s, and one thing that I'm finding out is that life is pretty unpredictable. Um, It throws us many curveballs, and I'm fascinated by your subtitle, which says to move forward one day at a time. So realistically, with life throwing so many unpredictable challenges at us from day to day. How do you move forward from one day to the next? Because one day I feel great, and then the next day life throws a curveball, and how do I pick up the pieces and move on? Yeah, that that is a great question, Chris. I mean, absolutely, and I think that we all face that. For me, it's one of the things, I mean, I'm two years older than you, so I'm your big sister. One of the things that I have been learning is how to, to change the way I think because it's not enough just to change behavior. Unless I change the way I think inside, nothing changes. So I spend a lot of time carefully observing, where do I spend my time? You know, Do I just come home from life today and just flop down on the sofa and turn on the TV and mindlessly watch? And I mean, there's nothing wrong with TV, I watch some good programs. But I'm very careful as to what I take into my life, because I think when the Psalmist David said that, like, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord. And I think what I meditate on is what's going to come out of my mouth. That I try to make sure that I take in and meditate on good things. Things are always true, no matter what might be true for a moment. And begin step by step to change the way i think and i think when i spend more time studying god's word and the bigger picture even when trials come and they did something knocked me off this morning that's going to be difficult to handle but i remember christ is with us in every moment and we have the holy spirit as a comforter
0: Thank you so much, Chris, for that wonderful question. And again, uh, you can call in 877-933-2484, and I have several text questions as well. Uh, But, Sheila, we only have a few short minutes left with you, and thank you so much again for joining us uh, this morning on the program. And we are praying for God to bless and anoint you and protect you as you travel the world, really being a great defender of the Christian faith. Will you answer my question, Sheila? Um, I want to ask this of every guest who comes on this program because we get really transparent. We get honest uh, in this program. And I, I just want to ask you, uh, either in your Christian journey or right now, what's, would you mind sharing? What's, what's your unanswered question? What have you had to, to work through in your own Christian life? I think it will encourage uh, many of our listeners who are tuning in right now.
1: I think one of the things I struggle with so much is why do some people have so much to bear? You know, I have a friend um, who is in a wheelchair. She's got a brilliant mind. You know, she's done her master. She's amazing. But it's just like daily one thing after another after another. She has no family dependent on, you know, home help workers who sometimes show up and sometimes don't. And often I find myself on my knees saying, Lord, why? Why does this person who's already struggling so much have one more thing to bear? And and I find myself going back to Second Corinthians chapter four that you know where. Paul said, we're pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but we're never abandoned. Knocked down, not destroyed. And I think of her when it says, through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. And I've watched how my friend, in the darkest moments, will take a moment out to send me a text saying, you know, hey, praying for you today. I know where you're going to be traveling. And I think... There's this great mystery of suffering, and yet what Christ does in the midst of suffering silences me.
0: Mm, Wow, that is a wonderful word to end on, Sheila. Thank you so much uh, for not only that answer, for your transparency. Um, I can't believe how fast these segments have gone. Uh, We have several other questions uh, that have been texted in. Would you be willing to return in future days to the Jeremiah Johnston Show?
1: Anytime you'd like.
0: Thank you so much, Sheila, for joining us, friends. Uh, you can follow Sheila Walsh on social media right now. Pre-order her book, It's Okay Not to Be Okay. Pray for her. These, this is such a great, uh, great day. This is a great program in our life. We've, I'm just amazed at the different subjects uh, that we're covering. Uh, but don't, don't touch that dial. Uh, we have one more segment where I'm going to be getting into some of the questions we didn't get to in the last program. You're listening to Jer- The Jeremiah Johnston Show Don't change that dial. You're listening to the Jeremiah Johnston Show across the Faith Radio Network, and I want to welcome those of you who are listening from Minneapolis-St. Paul on AM 900, 90.7 FM, 97.5 FM, 98.5 HD Signal 2. Duluth, Fargo, Bismarck, Sioux Falls, Waterloo, Madison, out in the East Coast, Hartford, Connecticut. Thank you so much for tuning in and all our friends in Kansas City. Uh, God bless you all for just joining the program today on the Jeremiah Johnson Show. I want to get to some of the questions that were texted in at following last week's program. Uh, we actually had over 20 questions come in that I was not able to answer just due to time, even though we did answer, I think, 12 or 13 questions. Uh, this one really caught my eye. I was asked a question from Nathan, and I want you to listen to his question. He says, what do I do if I am the head of an organization at my school But I am starting to fall off my faith. Should I continue to run the organization while having a faith crisis, or should I step down? Uh, Nathan, thank you so much for asking this question, and I just want to say some immediate things to you. Uh, First off, thank you for your transparency to ask this question. There are a lot of people who are leading Christian ministry, but that does not mean that they're perfect, does it? It does not mean that they themselves... Uh, do not struggle. And friends, this is a great reminder that we should be praying for those that are Christian leaders, those that are out there teaching the Bible, as Sheila Walsh just shared, those that have sensed a calling from Almighty God on their life. So they have said, yes, Lord, I'm going to answer the calling. I'm going to walk forward in faith. Friends, it can be a lonely calling at sometimes, And so we have to pray for those friends, those people that we look up to, because there is a special attack of the enemy on these individuals who are standing up for their faith. And so we have to pray for them. And so, Nathan, the first thing that I want to say, I want to say five things to answer your question practically. I want you to recognize you are not alone. You are not the only person who's in Christian leadership right now who is struggling with a crisis of faith. I want to say this, though, doubts and faith can be so isolating. And so, as we already said a couple of times in the program, don't allow this crisis of faith to cause paralysis. And I already think that it's shown a lot of courage that you'd reach out to me and discuss this. You are not the first Christian leader to struggle through a fog of doubt or a crisis of faith. You need to hear that. So much of Christianity is marred by judgmentalism. Uh, When I speak in our unanswered tour across the country, I always discuss the fact that when Jesus spoke, typically there was a Pharisee in the crowd, wasn't there? There was some naysayer trying to catch even Jesus, the Son of God. Number two, I want to encourage you, Nathan, immediately surround yourself with stronger Christians whom you can confide in. This is that wonderful thing that every one of us who go into Christian leadership need to understand. We don't go in it alone. I have people right now, Nathan, who I could phone who would pray for me and through me and, and really help me in a crisis, people that I can be gut-level honest with. There's nothing wrong with that. We already discussed that, discussing 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8, with Paul, who also discussed this crisis. Thirdly, I want to encourage you right now allow that doubt or that crisis you're facing to cause you to seek immediate answers to those questions but get this from reliable credible biblical sources and i want to encourage you christian thinkers society this is the mission of our ministry to resource and equip you nathan through this faith crisis and so join our email list Um, and by the way i'd love to see your christian library we need to have a great christian library there are some wonderful tools out there that can answer those difficult questions. I have been asked 10,000 questions at our events, and that's why I wrote a book called Unanswered to answer these. Number four, Nathan, I've already been praying for you. I want you to know that, praying that you will stay strong and that, listen, you will protect the investment that God has made in you. And I want you to know, fifthly, I struggled at one time in my life. It led me down a path of greater dependence on God. And, listen, it gave me a really a much more complete understanding, not only of God's love for me, his calling on my life, but also the beauty and the power of the Christian life was its ability to answer those doubts, those discouragements, those questions uh, that I was facing. And, friends, I want to encourage you, again, you can ask your question, 877-933-2484. That is the number to dial in live. But if you're listening right now on our podcast or on demand, you can submit those questions to me on our website, which is www.askjjj.com. Dot com. I am the one who answers the questions either on this program or via email. They come directly to me. I thank you so much for participating in this program. We've got some great things I'm going to give you on the other side of this break. We have just a few seconds remaining in the broadcast, but I want to give you a heads up of where we're going in future days on this broadcast. And before I before I break, I just want to encourage you to be curious. This is a power tip. I want to encourage every Christian is listening. This is what I call power tips. Be curious in your Christian life. The art of asking the right questions in our witness while allowing the other person to be an expert. I, w- I want to say this to those of you who are growing in your Christian life. Being smart about your personal faith does not mean you think others are stupid. I hope you heard that. When we survey the Gospels, Jesus had this great of curiosity. He asked questions of the woman at the well. He even asked questions of the guy uh, who was dying next to him on the cross. I mean, think about how curious Jesus was. When you study those 300-plus questions that Jesus asks in the Gospels, it reveals to me a power tip about witnessing, to have that ability to ask questions. I've, I've sat with wonderful Christian businessmen who just know how to, and businesswomen as well, who know how to engage people in a conversation by just simply asking questions. Over and over again, I found individuals respond so much better to an inquisitive conversation than to some assertion. And this is what happens with a lot of people. You get you get some Bible knowledge. Uh, you get you get you read well. You become conversant in a certain issue, and all of a sudden, uh, you just want to bulldoze somebody with an argument. You know, be quiet! I've got the answer for you. And friends, the more we know in our Christian life, the more relaxed we should be. I'm going to be talking about this on the next broadcast. And so, uh, this engagement principle presupposes the fact that most people. Love to talk and they love to answer questions. And so it just never ceases to amaze me. I mean, look what we're seeing in these programs on the Jeremiah Johnston show what people will say when they know someone's listening. And so be curious in your Christian life. And friends, uh, we have to take our last break. It's a 90 second break, but when we return, I'm going to be sharing with you all about the upcoming programs and what we can be looking for. And again, I want to encourage you right now to either go to Google Play or to go to iTunes and subscribe for the podcast. I love it that you're joining us live, but often schedules can interfere, and so I, want, I don't want you to miss a single program, uh, so just go and subscribe to the podcast so you can listen weekly on demand. So stay with us. I have some final thoughts for you on the other side of this break. It's been a great broadcast. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. This is the show that shows questions are good as long as answers are being genuinely pursued. And I want to thank everyone who has joined us today with a question, either phoning in or texting or emailing those questions. God bless you. Thank you so much for participating. Friends, we had a little technical difficulty there. This is Jeremiah Johnston. And again, I only have a few seconds left, but coming up in the weeks ahead, we have Dr. Sean McDowell who's going to be joining us. He is a great defender of the faith. I have some. Really interesting questions for Pastor Rick Renner, who's pastoring in Moscow, Russia. Uh, He went there in 1991, and if you can imagine, God's used him to bring an amazing ministry to Moscow, Russia. He has some different perspective for us on how the Holy Spirit's moving in Moscow, Russia. So I want to encourage you uh, to tune in in the weeks ahead, and again, I want to remind you, Please, broad, please subscribe to the broadcast. Connect with me at ChristianThinkers.com. Uh, I had some other questions that have come in. I'll answer next week about some of the Bible studies and resources that we have to equip you. Uh, friends, thank you so much for tuning us, we, tuning in with us today. We've had a great uh, just time discussing issues with Sheila Walsh. and Friends, thank you for joining us today at the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Don't miss the next program. I will see you there. Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Thanks for listening to the podcast from the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I definitely want to hear from you, so if you have a follow-up question from today's program, you can submit it to me at www.askjjj.com. You'll also see how you can connect with us from there across social media. And don't forget, these conversations are available because of listener support. And you can make a gift right now to the Faith Radio Network at www.myfaithradio.com. And to avoid missing future editions of the Jeremiah Johnston Show, please subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. You can do it with Google Play, RSS feed. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of the program.